Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fourth and final hour on a Mac attack here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm in for Carrington Harrison. He'll be in for me tonight. Thanks for uh, finding me today. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, uh, we've jumped back and forth between the NFL Week 5, baseball playoffs, Braves win, so they not that series against the Brewers at one apiece, and college football, busy afternoon period. We've got some night games going on, and I appreciate my next guest agreeing to come out with me now because I'm sure he wants to get back to watching Texas A&M and Alabama. So we'll talk some college football with him for 10 minutes, and then we'll let him get back to his viewing. Uh, he covers college sports for us here at CBS Sports Radio. Hoops in the winter, but football in the fall. Our buddy Jerry Palm joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing, Jerry? I'm all right. How did you know I was watching Alabama? <laughs> yeah, that was a real tough one. I, I just hope all the questions I get between now and the end of the show are as, as easy as, is Jerry Palm watching Alabama and Texas A&M? All right, uh, we'll let you get back to it in about 10 minutes, as I say. Oh, by the way, Alabama down by 10. I've been going back and forth between this one and uh, the baseball game. How did the, the tide fall 10 points behind? Well, they... Uh, uh... Their defense has not been sharp, and uh, Texas A&M has, has taken advantage of it. They got a field goal to start, and um, but they've been moving down the field on them. Alabama lost. Oh, shoot, I, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, uh, a player to targeting in the first series of the game, and they just really rattled ever since. So wow. um, it's uh, you know they they just had a turnover in the end zone. Uh, Alabama was going in, getting ready to score, and they threw uh, Bryce Young threw an interception. So now A and M has got the ball back and uh, looking to get out of at least the uh, the, the deep recesses of their territory and uh, and you know if they're going to punt at least not while well, they're going to punt now it's fourth down but um, they're going to punt from outside the twenty now instead of down in the uh, shadow of their end zone. Right, I saw Bryce Young get picked off in the end zone. Texas A and M player just got out of the end zone, went out of bounds about the two. So uh, yeah, they were pinned back, but uh, Alabama is still trailing by ten. You're a great guy to ask this question of then. Um, the targeting rule in college football. And I think the referees do the best job that they can with it. They've established the parameters of it and what is or isn't targeting, what does or doesn't deserve uh, ejection. They have no real such thing in the NFL. I guess you can get thrown out, but uh, it never happens once uh, every other year or something yeah. like that, whereas it happens two or three times a week in college football. 
Which college brand has it right, the NFL or college football with targeting? Well, I don't know that either one of them do. Um, I like the I like the fact that college football is addressing it. Uh, I don't know that it's that it's being perfectly addressed because it seems like an ejection is not always called for. You know, when it's flagrant, egregious, yeah, go ahead, throw them out. Um, I have heard suggested, and I'm on board with this, that there should be two levels of it. Uh, one is, you know, if it's inadvertent, um, then you don't, you still a 15 yard penalty. Uh, and certainly the next time that player would be ejected, but um, not uh, not for something that, that really is just one of those accidental plays. Uh, but when somebody's headhunting, you definitely need to throw them out. And, and I'm glad that college football is taking care of that. Fair enough. Uh, as we just mentioned, Alabama down by 10, um, but a lot of time left to play there midway through the second period. So uh, that game far from being over. Um, assuming Alabama comes back and wins, how big a difference is there between Alabama, Georgia, and everybody else in the national football uh, in the national collegiate level? <laughs> well, um, there's a big difference between Alabama, Georgia, and the rest of the NFL. Um, right. <laughs> but, yeah. but also college football. Uh, yeah, it's there, there's certainly a gap between those two. Uh, they play differently. Uh, Georgia's primarily strong on defense, and that, that's how they win. And uh, Alabama tends to win more with their offense. I'm not that their defense is bad by any stretch. It's not. Uh, but it's uh, and neither is Georgia's offense bad. But their their bread is buttered with defense and Alabama's offense. And um, but there's a gap for sure between Alabama, Georgia, take your pick, who you like better, and uh, and the rest of college football. I don't think there's any question. Yeah, they're number one and two, and we'll see if Alabama doesn't win tonight. It uh, will raise some new questions. Long next way to go. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Uh, I'm sure you watched the Oklahoma game earlier today. 28-7 to after one. Still down 18 points at half. They rally, come from behind, get the win against Texas in the Red River rivalry game. But they do so with Caleb Williams, who yeah. comes in and replaces the preseason Heisman favorite, Spencer Rattler, who has yeah. not been Heisman-like. He's only been okay at best. Yeah. And I actually thought their coach made the right move doing so. But where do we go from here? Does Caleb Williams stay in as the uh, quarterback of the undefeated Sooners, or is he yeah, going back to Spencer Rattler? No, I think I – mean, I, you know, I'm not Lincoln Riley, and he certainly knows a lot more about this than I do, and especially his own players. But, you know, Williams really gave him a spark, a spark that they desperately needed. By the way, that was still an 18-point Texas lead with about two minutes to go in the third quarter. So Oklahoma really poured it on late, and uh, and Williams had a lot to do with that. Uh, but it's Oklahoma's just winning. Yeah, they're they're not winning big. This is their biggest ties them for their biggest win of the year seven points over an fbs team anyway uh, so they've got to find a way to you know stop somebody because you know they gave up 48 points today and still found a way to win so they, they've got problems beyond spencer rattler but i think williams gave them a spark uh they should probably stick with him i'll be surprised if they don't stick with him uh at least for the next game uh but you know rattler's a pretty good player you, you hate to give up on him entirely 
right. Another key game today was uh, the Nittany Lions coming up just short against Iowa on the road. Sean Clifford goes down with an injury. They have to go to an alternate quarterback and to say Taquan Robert Roberson didn't get the job done at 7 for 21. Uh, 34 yards and two interceptions would be a massive understatement. That's the luck of the game. Sometimes you're going to suffer big-time injuries, and that's what happened to Penn State today. Uh, Iowa stay entrenched at number three because they won the game. Are there more questions because of that injury to Penn State's QB? How do you come out of that game feeling about the number three team and the number four team, at least for right now in the country? Well, first of all, full credit to Iowa for winning the game. You know that, that They played their game uh, and came away with a win. Uh, Clifford going out clearly changed the game. Uh, Penn State's up 17-7. I believe at the time when Clifford gets hurt, uh, you know, there's there's a big drop-off to the backup. In this case, you know, unlike Oklahoma, there's a big drop-off to the backup. You just can't replace a guy like Clifford's experience uh, and success at Penn State easily. Uh, and obviously they showed that today. Uh, Iowa's defense is one of the best in the country. They're not Georgia, but they're not far behind them either. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a unit that knows how to rattle a young quarterback, and they did, and it was – it was key to them getting back in the game. And really, if not for Penn State's defense, uh, this could have been a lot worse for, for Penn State. Their defense kept them in it as long as they possibly could. Uh, but in the end, Iowa gets the win. It's a win they deserve. They are uh, the best team in the Big Ten right now. And we'll see how this goes the rest of the way. There, there is an enormous gap between Iowa and the rest of the Big Ten West. Uh, Nebraska's been playing better. Uh, they got Michigan at home tonight, and I think they're down early in that game. But, uh, you know, they're really – you know, Penn State's got to go through the gauntlet still of the Big Ten East, which is right. stacked. Uh, but Iowa Iowa should have a relatively smooth road uh, through the Big Ten West uh, to possibly uh, entering the Big Ten championship game undefeated uh, as long as they can kind of stay out of their own way. Let's talk about the East for a second in the Big Ten. Ohio State put up a 66 spot. They got a loss out of conference, but they're still undefeated in conference. Yep. And they look like they have the best offense in the conference. Michigan is undefeated. Michigan State is undefeated. Damn, that's a tough side of the conference. Yeah, remember I said that was stacked? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Michigan, Michigan has looked pretty good. Um, and. I mean, I thought Michigan and Penn State, you know, they had rough pandemic years. Penn State lost their first five, bounced back to win their last four, uh, and has played very well. You know, Michigan, COVID really hit them hard. And I I expected both of those teams to come back. And Michigan looks like the team that we see go 9-3, but lose to Ohio State every year. That's that's what they look like right now. And so Michigan is back to being what they've been recently, and Penn State is – back to being what they've been recently. But Michigan State is a surprise. Uh, no, nothing was really expected of them. They got a, a 75-yard touchdown run on the opening play of the season against Northwestern and haven't looked back, and they've been really good. Uh, so, part, you know, that division has been uh, fantastic. And Rutgers has even had moments. You know, Indiana was preseason number 17. You know, they're really the only disappointment in that entire division right now. It's, uh, um, it's going to be tough for anybody to get through there. But, you know, you got to say, Ohio State's starting to look a lot like Ohio State the last couple of weeks. And, you know, they're still the most talented team in the Big Ten by a lot. And uh, that talent's starting to show up. 
All right. Uh, jumping back down to the SEC for just a second. Kentucky winning again tonight, beating LSU. Still, a lot of football to be played, but they're up 14 nothing at this stage. They're kind of like Michigan State. You're undefeated, you're undefeated. Even if you haven't yeah. run into the toughest part of your schedule yet, it's nice when you're undefeated. Is Kentucky for real? Florida. <laughs> That's true. I, I should not downgrade. Uh, that was a pretty damn good win they got last week. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kentucky's uh, looking good. LSU is in trouble, though. Uh, that's a team that was hit hard by the pandemic and has not come back. Uh, and now Stingley's out, and that's obviously their best player. So it's yeah, LSU's got some problems, but Kentucky is doing a great job. I don't think they're going to beat Georgia. It, you know, the Georgia's at a different level, uh, but Kentucky could end up being the second best team in this division. That is uh, a pretty good spot. Um, there's no chance that a Pac 12 team gets a spot in the college football playoff this year, is there? Well, not a very good chance. You know, there's always chaos scenarios, right? But mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that 12 and one Oregon aces out 12 and one Ohio State, even though they won the game head to head. Head to head is not um, necessarily a decisive thing, and because Ohio State's schedule is going to be so much stronger than Oregon's, uh, Ohio State might actually end up winning that matchup if it if it comes about so uh but oregon's really the only hope for the pac-12 to put a team in the college football playoffs and you know now uh, verdell is out for the season i I, somebody else is going to get that team all right how about a 12 and 1 oregon or an 11 and 1 oregon whatever their uh, regular season number is so they win the uh championship game so 12 and 1 oregon versus a undefeated cincinnati team for the final spot, who gets it? Uh, that's an excellent question. Um, <laughs> I, I, part of that, I think, depends on uh, what Cincinnati's schedule ends up looking like. You know, they they originally had a schedule with a preseason top ten Notre Dame and a preseason number seventeen Indiana, and, we, and Indiana's on their way to five and seven or four and eight, so they're clearly disappointing. They need Notre Dame to win ten games so that that win looks as good as it possibly can. Right. And uh, they need somebody else in the American to step up, and, and probably that would have to be SMU, and, and end up in the rankings so that they have a couple wins over ranked teams, and one of them highly ranked. Then they've got a shot uh, at outclassing uh, and in the eyes of the committee at 12-1 and one Oregon. Uh, but I don't think it's a given that it's Oregon. I was on the Cincinnati bandwagon before the year started. I said, I just hope they go undefeated so we get to, as Jerry Palm just called us. And that's the thing is that, you know, if you remember Houston in 2015 or 16 had, you know, Oklahoma and Louisville preseason number three and 17 on their schedule at home. And they had a pretty talented team. And, you know, so we all thought, well, they've got the talent in the schedule to maybe – you know, if they can get to 13-0, and get a conversation about the playoff. So they beat Oklahoma and Louisville, and they were actually both number three at game time when they actually played them, uh, but took three losses in the league and didn't even get to play for the league championship, let alone win it. So, you know, Cincinnati's got a long way to go. Uh, but 13-0 and Cincinnati is at least going to get a conversation for the playoff, whether they make it or not. Then that would be a first for a group of five teams. 
Exactly. That's what I'm rooting for, and shame on me. Yes, it's, it's kind of a given. Well, when they win their entire conference, well, you got to go out and do it. And bringing back the old Houston reference makes the point very well. That's why we have a guy like Jerry Palm on. All right, uh, we were talking about this earlier here on the show. You're a good guy to have an opinion, even though I don't think it is your wheelhouse. You're more about the sport in general. How much do you take it unto yourself to evaluate college football players and what kind of pro football players are going to eventually become? Uh, I don't really do very much of that. Yeah, I enjoy I the college players for what they are. Uh, there are guys that I hope my favorite NFL team gets, <laughs> but you know, I don't. You know, I'm not Mel Kiper. You know, I'm not. I'm not the guys who should just you know spend all this time talking about twitchiness and whatever it is that they talk about <laughs> to get you know these <laughs> this NFL prospects. Um, you know, I, uh, I thought Robert Griffin would be a good NFL quarterback and then Washington drafted him. And so, you know, you're kind of screwed there. Um, but it's, uh, it has a lot to do with the situation you get into, especially for quarterback. Uh, but it's, uh, no, I don't spend a lot of time evaluating right. guys. That's a, that's a, it's almost like recruiting. It's like 24, seven, and I haven't got time for it. It's somebody else's job to do, and I read you all the time, so I knew that that was the answer. I just wanted to get you on record for it. But it doesn't mean I can't ask you why Sure. no college for quarterback is jumping off the page this year. Nobody's putting up record-setting numbers. Nobody is wowing the snot out of us week in and week out. Yeah. Matt Corral yeah. was for a couple of weeks, then he ran into Alabama's defense, and he looked <laughs> a little mortal last week. Is it just a year where we don't have – a superstar quarterback or two in college football? Yeah, I think that, you know, we just had a bunch of really good quarterbacks to leave. Uh, yep. So I think, yeah, that that's probably part of it. Uh, that We had a pretty good draft class of quarterbacks in the NFL this year, and nobody has really stepped in to fill the void. I think you might be able to argue that the best quarterback so far has been Bryce Young of Alabama. And uh, that's not what we expected. You know, we expected Spencer Rattler, and he's been benched, and we expected Sam Howell uh, for North Carolina, and he's sitting at uh, two and three or three and three, something like that. They just took their third loss today at home to Florida State, for crying out loud. So, yep. you know, the, the guys that we thought would be good have not stepped up. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe we end up with a Heisman Trophy not going to a quarterback this year, which would make it a rare occurrence over the last quarter century. No, except for last year when they gave it to Devonta Smith, what I thought for sure they were going to give it to Mac Jones, but at least an Alabama guy got it, and maybe Bryce Young gets it. But he is a little young to be getting it. We shall see. We're, we Je- are a long way. <laughs> really, I can't even give you. I can't even give you a definitive favorite for the Heisman Trophy. There just, there just isn't anybody that's that's wowing right now uh, in college football. There's a lot of very good players, but there's nobody that has set himself above everyone else at this point. You and I agree on that one. Jerry, great stuff. We appreciate you going on, coming on with us. Uh, we'll let you get back to watching your night college football. We'll be reading you in the morning. Thanks for hopping on with us. All right. Thank you. That is Jerry Palm, uh, college football insider for CBS Sports Radio. You can get all of the stuff on uh, on CBSSports.com. Excuse me. You can get all of his uh, musings about what's going down in college football on CBSSports.com. You'll get my musings for the final 40 minutes here tonight. If you stay tuned, you can share your musings with me if you get on my phone lines. 855-212-4227. Mac Man here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.